for listening to the podcast of Sojourn Church Carlisle. Our church seeks to embody three values, maturity, multi-ethnicity, and missionality as we live on mission in South Louisville and beyond. In this series, we will take a deeper look at our value of multi-ethnicity, seeking to further understand how God has called us to reveal and exemplify the gospel while celebrating his multifaceted kingdom. All right, well, good morning. Ooh, that was, that's so good. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. My name is James Fields, again, pastor here at Southern Church Carlisle. So glad to have all of you with us this morning. This morning, we have a treat for you. Something that we haven't done uh, thus far in our life of our church, but we're doing for the first time this morning. Uh, and I'm sure some of you can guess what it is. It's a, simply a panel discussion. So we're excited um, to have these great panel, these members from our church, to conclude our vision series. If you have not been with us for the last five weeks, you can sit down. Go ahead and sit down. Uh, for the last five weeks or so, we've been going through our vision series on one of our core values of multi-ethnicity. And in regards to multi-ethnicity, we state we desire to reveal and exemplify the gospel while celebrating God's multifaceted kingdom. And for the past, past four weeks, we've taken each one of those aspects of that statement, reveal, exemplify, celebrate in God's multifaceted kingdom, and we discussed them in length to help us to know what we were talking about. Well, today we're going to conclude our series by having a panel discussion. So I'm excited for these panelists. These are members of our church who have been a part of our discussion. We're going to talk to them about three things. One is we want to get to know who they are, uh, let them introduce themselves, as well as hear what, if, what has really helped them grow, what have they been chewing on in regards to the teachings that we've been learning these past four weeks. And then finally, we'll discuss on what areas can we grow? How can we grow as a church in this area of multi-ethnicity? So I'm so Pleased and honored to have all of these great, great, great people with us this morning. Um, so we're going to go through one by one um, and just let them share and introduce themselves um, in regards to um, three questions. So one, panelists, I want you to answer. The first question is simply this, uh, your full name, um, and then also your community group, what community group you're part of. And then secondly, we'll talk about um, your family of origin. Where, where are you from or where would you consider your family of origin? And lastly, your hometown. So let me pray, and then I'm going to start with my wife to introduce after I pray, uh, and then we'll go down. So let me pray for us. Father, thank you for this day you've given us. We ask that you would continue to be with us, Lord, even now. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This on? Okay. My name's Katie Fields. I'm originally from Oxford, Michigan. Um, woo, go Michiganders! Right? Yeah. Um, and my, yeah, hometown. Oh, I'm in the um, Polk community group. Woo. And um, family of origin. Um, I am, I have one Scottish grandfather, one British grandmother, and a set of German grandparents. All right, and I am Moses Ichishaka. I am in the Hippolyte community okay. group. Yeah, that's right. And um, my my family of origin is so I was born in Rwanda and spent pretty much through the end of my elementary school period uh, in Kenya, growing up in East Africa, and have been in Louisville, um, Louisville pretty much since around middle school. 
Yeah, I'm not sure where my, hotel, my hometown is. One of the three. I'm Tristan Brooks, um, and I am in the Elliott's community group. And um, my family of origin, African-American. Um, so most of my family is from, from here as far as, like, ancestry. Um, I know there's some Ghanaian um, in me um, and some West Indies as well, uh, but African-American, born and raised here. My hometown is Louisville. Uh, yeah. My name is Duncan Brooks. I'm Tristan's husband, also in the Elliott's group. Uh, let's see, I am, well, heritage. Uh, my dad is fully German. Um, and then my mom, I think, is about half German, some Scottish too. Duncan's a Scottish name. Um, so mostly German, a little Scottish. Uh, hometown, Indiana. I guess is where I call my hometown. Both my parents are from farming families in Illinois, very rural um, families. So, yeah. I am Jordan Kavuma, and we're in the Elliott's community group as well. And uh, I was born in Dalton, Georgia. We moved up here to Louisville when I was, I think, like eight years old. So I do consider Louisville more home than Georgia. Um, I'm not 100% sure my origin. My other, like my previous last name was McMullen and I have red hair. So I think there's maybe like Irish. Um, my mom took one of those ancestry things, but I forgot to text her and ask her what her results were. Um, but some kind of European something or another. I'm Paul Kavuma. Kavuma and I'm from Uganda. I've been here, um, I'm almost making five years. Uh, I haven't spoken English for most of the time I've grown up. I, maybe I would have started speaking English like 15 years ago. And so uh, you'll forgive me where, you know, maybe I don't speak things the way you do, but uh, just bear with my English. Um, I'm from uh, it's called um, the Bantu ethnic group, and I'm from uh, the Baganda tribe, and I speak Luganda. I come from Okono in Uganda, and it's like 45 minutes uh, east of Kampala, which is the capital city. And I'm from, uh, my clan is called the Ngo clan, which is called the Tiger, and I have a sub clan, which is uh, the Lion. So, um, yeah, I'm from the Elliott's community group, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Can we give our panelists a round of applause just really quick? Thank them for being here. So I want to be very clear with us, our expectations of what we're trying to achieve here. Um, number one is this. We want our church to get to know these wonderful people. These are members in our church. You may not have gotten to know them, hear their story, hear their perspective. Well, guess what? Today you do. So we're excited for the opportunity uh, we also want uh, everyone to be able to contribute, so we want to hear from everyone as best we can, um, but we're thankful for their uh, willingness to participate within this uh, group discussion today. So first things first, let's, let's, let's hit it off. Um, man, what have you guys been chewing on? Like, and what I mean by that is, 
out of, we, we spent the last four weeks talking about what it means to reveal the gospel, exemplify the gospel, celebrate the gospel. And then last Sunday, we talked about God's multifaceted community. So um, kingdom, excuse me. Um, so what have you been chewing on? What, what, what big nuggets, what um, big truths um, has God really been teaching you, showing you, um, and maybe encouraging you during this season um, as a result of what we've been going through? So we'd love to hear uh, just kind of kind of your response to that. If anybody has a, just want to share with the group, what have you been chewing on? What have you been meditating on as a result of the, the last couple of weeks? I know one thing for me is um, the pursuit of being Christ-centered and not cultural, culture-centered. Um, that's been some, that's been a really big thing for me to chew on. I think you, it was one of your sermons a few weeks ago that just hit me really hard. Uh, because it's just so easy to cling to what you're used to and what is comfortable for you. Uh, but we're not called to be comfortable. We're called to grow um, in Christ. Um, and um, by doing that, it will help reflect um, the other side of heaven where we'll be multicultural, multi-tongues. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What else? Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Somebody else? Anybody out there? Yes? Okay. Good. I see some snaps. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. I see you out there. Anybody else? Yeah, Duncan, go ahead. Uh, one thing that um, struck out to me, I think it was a few weeks ago, um, the sermon on Luke 14 about the feast. Um, one thing James said was, uh, Christ doesn't just invite us to dine with him at the feast, but also to dine with people that normally dining with them would make us uncomfortable. So um, growing up, I grew up in you know 95 plus percent white communities. Um, so that's something that, um, growing up, I just didn't have to, um, I just never encountered. So the idea of, uh, seeking some sort of discomfort or seeking people that would make you normally uncomfortable, um, through pursuit of unity in the gospel, um, and ultimately, uh, eternity with Christ was something that really struck out to me. Um, but then also the challenge was, you know, in that parable, uh, people were making excuses not to go to the feast. So... You know, often I, I make excuses for myself as well. Like, you know, I already have all this stuff going on. You know, do I really need to, like, anything else in my life that would make me uncomfortable? Um, it's easy to make excuses like that. So that's something that challenged me as well. Yeah, uh, that's, um, that's really good. And, and kind of, for me, it's related to, you know, that, I, that like, what do we gain from the other side of that discomfort? You know, and why? Why is Christ? Or why? Why are we being called to be um, uh, in you know a multi-ethnic community? Um, you know, other than you know just obedience to, to Christ and, and, and making disciples of all nations, and you know that's obviously you know um, we that's I mean we gain from you know from, from being obedient uh, to our Lord, but you know even more practically, I think that. One of the things that I've really been chewing on is this idea that once we are in this community, um, the idea of uh, um, unity without conformity. And, um, you know, so I, I, I recently got married and I'm already, yeah, you know, and, and you hear a lot that, hey, this is one of the areas that God's really going to, um, to grow you in and, and um, you know, and, and it comes in part from understanding the areas where I'm selfish and, and, and those sorts of things. But getting to see God through her eyes, through Danny's eyes, 
and learning from experiences that I would never have had uh, just by nature of being a man. Um, and, you know, how, you know, she's met uh, and, and, and engages with God has really been uh, beautiful and encouraging and it's sort of like what you gain from, you know, being in that environment. I think it applies to our idea of unity, unity without conformity in, in that there are just differences in how we experience our God, who is infinite. You know, we can never know him fully, but getting to see him through, um, you know, the perspective of a different culture is, is, um, is a blessing. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, um, sorry. Um, I, I will piggyback off of what Moses said, definitely, was um, I've been really chewing on the, um, you know, the idea of this assimilation, that we have to be this uniformed way of which we operate in order, in order to show that we're followers of Christ. But actually, that's completely the wrong side up. And it's in the beauty of our uniqueness and yet the unity in who Christ is, which totally um, just kind of turns the world upside down. And just this sermon series helped me um, reflect on just some experiences with my family as far as, um, you know, we look all white, but I have unique memories of, um, you know, my Scottish grandfather um, being called out by my British grandmother for some of their issues and personalities and quirks and family of origins. And, you know, and I just remember that idea of like, just be uniformed, you know, do exactly what I do, do exactly what I say. And then as of course, as I've navigated the world and learned more about Christ and accepted Christ and been in the body of Christ, this past few weeks has really reaffirmed in me of like the uniqueness of being a believer in in the body um, is, to glorify the multifaceted God that we have who created all of us. So that's something I've been doing on. That's really good. Um, let's give them a round of applause. Thank you guys for sharing. That's really good. Um, next question I have, and we're going to go through two more questions, and then we'll, we'll, we'll conclude our time. But um, I'm going to start with the Kavumas. Um, Paul and Jordan, we'd love to hear for you, um, not just what you've been chewing on, but what has is, what is really encouraged you? What has really um, maybe brought life or brought perspective from the series in a good way um, to help you um, kind of better understand or better um, contribute to us being a multi-ethnic church. What has maybe been the highest point or a place of encouragement for you guys in the last four weeks? I think for me, um, the main thing that has stood out is the fact that everybody in the church is very welcoming. And uh, when you have the first conversation with everybody, you know, you try to know each other, and then from there on, you're known, uh, whoever you talk to will know your name, and they won't identify you as somebody that is from the other country. You know, it's just something like, maybe you talk to, maybe like, you know, Sean, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, and then, you know, he forgets your name. Like, people don't just easily forget your name. They still keep in touch with you. They don't just identify you by, you know, maybe where you come from. You know, it's one of the things that makes you feel like you are home or you are part of, you know, the community because you're just seen like anybody else. Um, yeah, and I think, like, thinking about what's been encouraging or what we've seen reflected, I guess, from the, from the sermon series, 
like what came to mind for me personally and Nick I think you're here I hope I don't like butcher your sermon um but when you were like we were, we were talking on that first sermon series or first sermon in the series about uh like bringing it back to Israel and talking about how God was even at that point, like bringing in Gentiles into this like big plan that he has. And I know personally for me, a lot of times I forget that like I fall into that category of Gentile and um, like that's my faith, like origin story. And so then translating that to now and being American, like I know that there is a temptation a lot of times to kind of view the gospel through an American lens or to think like this is the hub and you know America is the hub for the gospel so let's take our gospel to everybody else and there can also be a temptation to Americanize the version of the gospel and expect everybody else to practice that in the same way and um, we've been encouraged by seeing that there there's a conversation happening to make sure that that is not our motive and that's not our practice and that we are seeing, like Tristan was talking about, like our identity is not in our culture, like our identity is in Christ and because of that, we can celebrate our culture and we can emphasize our cultures and we can like be encouraged by other people's experiences and the way that they, um, you know, the way that they've heard from God and even the way that they worship God can look really different than the way that somebody else would. And that doesn't have to be offensive or it doesn't have to be like, oh, you're doing it the wrong way. This is how we do it. And so I feel like throughout this series, there's always, you know, it's like we talk about all these things, but then it always anchors back into like, yeah, we all come from different places. Even if we were born in America, like we, you know, America is so different and where you come from. And that's great. And we love that. And we want to celebrate that. And we don't want there to be uniformity. But at the end of the day, like that's not the most important thing about you. And because of that, we can celebrate all of those things, but we can still all be like, unified with one another for the same goal and working towards the same thing. So I think that's been something that we've talked about, um, just having different cultural experiences even and having different ways of growing up. Um, like, I mean, even in like our marriage, that's something that we have to work through a lot of remembering like, Paul is from Uganda, I am from America, that brings a lot to the table. He does things differently than me. I do things differently than him. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, and at the end of the day, like, it all has to be filtered through the lens of the gospel. And I think that the sermon series has talked about that a lot. Like we've, we've touched on that many times so that that message can like just get into our skin and make us start to remember like, Okay, we have to always come back to that. We have to always come back to, like, filtering it, um, you know, through what the Bible says about things. So that's definitely been something that I think we've been encouraged with through the series, but also we've seen it practiced in, like, tangible ways just as a church body. That's really good. That's really good. Anybody else uh, maybe want to share an encouragement? 
Um, we, we are not going to just stay on the, the highs. Next, we are going to go to the, hey, where can we improve? Where, where can we grow? Um, but while we're on encouragement, anybody else have anything else you want to amen that or do you want to add to that at all? Uh, I think it's just something that's been encouraging to me is just um, the pursuit of worshiping through song in different languages. I mean, we just did that this morning. And that can be uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, I don't know other languages. Um, but one, it's a reminder that uh, Christianity is not an English religion. Um, we're going to be worshiping in different languages in heaven. And uh, two, it's a reminder that we've got many uh, image bearers in this, this neighborhood that speak a different language, that English isn't their first language, and that little bit of discomfort we feel singing those few verses that we don't understand, that's something they deal with all the time. So um, I think that's just encouraging. It's something that, uh, that we're pursuing that. I think that's good. Um, one thing that we've definitely been encouraged by, and it's something that drew us to Carlisle, was seeing other children who look like ours. So that when our kids are running around and playing, that they see other kids who look like them, so they don't feel like the other, um, but they feel they feel like there's a space for them and they're seeing themselves represented. That's something that was huge for us to see when we first came to Carlisle. Something that we've been really encouraged by. Um, and another thing is the fact that we are doing this sermon series and that we are doing uh, studies like the Color of Compromise. Um, I've been extremely encouraged by us doing that because it's so important to understand our history and things that shape the way that we interact with one another um, um, in this space. And that's something that I've just, I've, I've, been, I've been encouraged by many things, uh, but those are some of the top things definitely that I've encouraged by being here at Carlisle. Good. Um, lastly, um, thank, and thank you guys for, for sharing those things. We 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 are. Uh, <laughs> the Bible talks about us uh, being in a, in a place of the already but not yet, right? Um, Christ has come; His church is here, uh, but it has not yet been fully consummated. It has not fully been seen in its full entirety until the second coming of, of Christ. And we, as a church, live between that um, ambiguity of the already but not yet. So. I realize when we discuss multi-ethnicity, I hope that we all understand we, we have not arrived. Uh, we are heading in the right direction. We, are, uh, we still have a long way to go by God's grace. So to that end, I would love for each of you um, to share uh, one aspect where you personally, and this is a personal thing, where you personally long to see us as a church grow in this area of multi-ethnicity. Where do you want us and where do you desire us to grow? Knowing that we have not yet arrived, we still have a long way to go, um, where do you desire us to grow? Another way of saying that um, is in the next 10 to 15 years, uh, where, how, where would you like to see this church be? Where, where would you like to see this church grow? What uh, aspects of ministry, what aspects of the beauty of the gospel would you like to be see? Um, the things that we're doing now, how would you li like the fruit of that to be seen within the next let's say five to ten years within the growth of our church. So I'd like each one of you to kind of answer that question um, as we conclude. Um, and I, I won't pick on anyone to start, but whoever feels like to start, go ahead uh, and jump in. 
message for me, um, being from an African community where community pretty much like community just stands like it is, like everything is communal. Like kids just go play all together, like everybody plays with each other. There's not as much fear, all the kids don't have to feel like these parents are not very protective for their kids because they trust everybody around them. So I think when I came here, I struggled so much being that everybody had to be in their house. Probably sometime of the year, especially winter, you're like just in your house. Like you can't go out. And even summer is like you do what you do, you go in your house or you like go see your friends and all that. There's not as much community. So I'm like very anxious, uh, especially with the area we are in as a church. There are many uh, there are many migrants in this area, so I'm very anxious to see um, how the church is going to reach out to communities like that. Like, there are people from all over the world, and just like we have been singing in Arabic, you know, there are many people that speak Swahili in the area. I don't, I speak a little bit of Swahili and a few other languages because in my country we have over 50 languages, and so, like, we, like we have sung in Arabic. In my country, you sing different in different languages, but you always know so and so is from a different tribe, and so they speak it, this kind of language. So I want to get to that point where I feel like everything feels normal. So that if I sing in a different language, it doesn't feel very strange. Um, it's one of the things that I, I mean, even if it's normal language, I just want to feel like it's very normal. And this, I'm just part of a community that embraces everything everywhere and we all just feel like one person because we are here all just to worship the same God and the same God is the one that created all the different languages and made everything the way it is. Yeah, Paul, I, I agree with that. I think one of the things I'm most hopeful for and, and look forward to most is, is um, just seeing us as a church realize this vision that we're pursuing, um, and it's you know related to to what you know to what you were saying about your kids and and wanting um, our church to to begin to look more and more like the neighborhood, which isn't which which is you know very uh, I guess James like to say it's the most diverse zip code in, in Louisville, so it's not even in any it, it, it's not even in any one particular direction, just that there are. Um, uh, a reflection uh, of the neighborhood, and I think the um, um, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I forgot the next point I said, but yeah, one thing I'd like to see is, uh, I mean, uh, multi ethnicity is one of our um, uh, what's the word core values, uh, also maturity. So, like growing in godliness. I want to see us grow in godliness, but also that God would grant us the wisdom to differentiate godliness from culture. So understanding that um, sometimes we can be prone to assign traits of the culture we're in to godliness instead of what's actually in scripture and uh, uh, the image of Christ. So I think that um, that's something we just always need to be aware of and uh, sensitive to the spirit in pursuing. Um, another thing, uh, Ephesians 2 talks about reconciliation and putting 
I think it's like killing hostility or putting to death hostility. Uh, I mean, right now in this current climate, I mean, there's a lot of hostility. Um, so I hope that we can be a church that exemplifies that aspect of reconciliation. That we're we stand out from the the uh, we stand out from society because we're putting to death that hostility. Not we're masking it over with assimilation, um, but we're actually like doing the dirty work and working through those things as a diverse multi-ethnic uh, body. Amen. Um, one thing that I would love to see, I can't remember which sermon it was, but um, I would love to see us, especially in this time when things are hostile, and as the church is growing, changing, transitioning, celebrating, um, I loved what we did in the gallery. If you are new and you didn't get to be here before, we got to put up pictures through um, our gallery of just celebrating the faithfulness of what, 100 plus years of ministry prior towards, you know, Sojourn and Carlisle and Carlisle Avenue kind of coming together. But um, one thing I would love to see is not, um, is continuing to want to love each other and not tolerate each other. Um, and there's, there was some of that in the sermon series of, we don't want to just come on Sundays and tolerate the Arabic song and tolerate the Spanish song, but to actually stand there and say, I'm worship. I'm listening to the people of God worship. You know, I'm, he knows this. You know, he's the perfect translator. And um, and we have a saying in our house, and I love to see it here. Is um, I see you, I love you, I like you, I hear you. And I think for the next, you know, 15 years, um, not just not to make it multi-ethnic so we feel more comfortable, but that we become more Christ-like, um, and that we can keep forming into the image of Christ by those small pivots and who we are and the things that we're comfortable with so that we can celebrate each other because God created us to do that together and for his glory. Uh, Tristan or Jordan, you want to share? Um, I think thinking like long-term uh, in order for us to like I don't know, like, be able or be even, like, aware or knowledgeable enough, enough to be a place that is welcoming to somebody who just comes in and they're, like, new and they don't know anybody, they didn't come with anybody. Like, we have to have voices that are informing us on how to do that because, I, I mean, I have one kind of perspective and one kind of upbringing and one kind of experience, and so I'm really limited as an individual and so I think just praying that God continues to like grow our leadership and just even grow our body to bring in voices that can speak into like telling us, you know, where we can improve and what needs to happen from a different perspective. Uh, just to know that we're caring for people in a way that is how they need to be cared for. Um, and we're not just doing it in a way that we feel like is best based on our experience. And even like those that are already here and a part of what we're doing and a part of our body, like making sure that everybody feels welcome and empowered and heard to be able to speak out. Like this isn't like, you know, if you say something, then someone's gonna get offended or defensive or, you know, like, oh, well, I thought I was doing the best thing, but to just know that this is a space where 
Like we can have these conversations and it can be awkward for a minute, but then we can, we can keep going and we can just all admit like, we don't know, you know, like a hundred percent of what we're doing and that's cool. That's fine. We're willing to learn and we're willing to listen. Um, so I know that's just been a huge prayer for me even, and just the growth that we're going through of just praying that God will continue to bring voices and faces and like lifestyles that are different than what we already have. And it's not, not just carbon copy after carbon copy. Yeah, one thing I would love to see um, in the future as well is, and this has kind of been touched on a little bit, um, but more music that we sing in worship that's going to reflect not only the people that we have in the congregation, but the people that we want to come. Um, one thing that Moses said that the zip code that we're in is the most diverse zip code um, in Louisville. And um, I know for someone new coming in, and I know from my personal experiences, uh, my personal experience and other uh, people of color and people um, who are not um, in this, like, and who are not black and brown people, y'all. And <laughs> like, it is like when you come from some, something, somewhere that's different and you are, you're going somewhere that's different than what your background is, it means so much to see yourself represented through the people who are on the stage, the people who are in leadership and the songs that are being sang. And so I know it's song, music is such a huge thing um, when someone's coming to visit a church um, to feel like, to make someone feel like either they're welcomed or that there's not a space for them there. And so I would love for, we're already, we're already moving in that direction and I love to see that. Um, and I would love to see more of that so that we can continue to make this a space so that people can know that there's a space for them here. Amen. Amen. Can we give our panelists a round of applause, please? Um, thank you guys for, for being here this Sunday. I know you uh, have children out there as well as us who are being watched over, but we're thankful for your presence. We see you. We like you. We love you. We value you, your perspective, and we thank God for you. Um, I don't think there's any other way for us, better way for us to end today than to taking communion. Uh, so if you have your communion cups, why don't you grab those right now, and we'll take communion uh, together to remind us of the beauty of God's multifaceted kingdom. Um, so on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it, and he blessed it, and he said, take this, eat, this is my body, given to you. So if you have that bread now, let's eat right now together in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the same way, he took the cup and he blessed it. He says, this is the blood of my new covenant, of, my new co of the new covenant, given to the forgiveness of your sins. Um, let us drink that cup together um, right now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me pray, um, and we'll continue. Father, thank you for this day you've given us. Thank you for allowing us to, I'm um, in the midst of hostility and even a hostile world that's learning, God, how to come together, how to seek justice, and how to uh, be reconciled. We thank you, God, that we found that reconciliation, and the world has found that reconciliation through the pierced body of Jesus, and we pray that that will be our firm foundation even now. We thank you for all of our panelists. We thank you for the words and wisdom that have been shared. We thank you for the dreams and aspirations they have for this church. I pray, God, that you not only hear those aspirations, but you give us the grace to fulfill them. 
um, as only you can. So as we conclude with our final song, we pray, Holy Spirit, that again, you'll be our greatest teacher, that you will encourage our hearts as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm James A.P. Fields, Jr., lead pastor at Sojourn Church Carlisle. Thanks for listening. We're a church that is rooted in the community of South Louisville, and we are seeking to advance the gospel of Christ in South Louisville and beyond. For more sermons, info about our church, and ways you can support our ministry, visit SojournChurch.com backslash Carlisle, C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E. God bless.